Welcome to the Backlog Breakdown. Today, we'd like to start off, like we usually do, with a word of wisdom from Kratos. Keep your expectations low, boy, and you'll never be disappointed. You know, I find that I, one to be uh, particularly poignant for the podcast. I, you know, there is a something very uh, relevant just in general. It's like, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, temper those expectations mightily uh, yeah. in life. Uh, you know, it's like if you always come in expecting the worst when things go right, you can't help but be pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Um or maybe disappointed that it's not as awful as you want it to be. I, I don't know, man. It's like it, they got they got dark. Um, I, I was but. trying to think like, is there like a serious philosophical like uh, way of thought you know that actually espouses that? And I'm like, that's sort of that, that seems a bit stoic. Yeah, that's, like the Stoics I mean, are sort of like, like pessimism. Well, it's, just embodied. I, you know, it's a sort of a, a stoic sort of like, yeah, it's kind of just like, uh, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure that there's some probably like stoic, you know, proverb or something out there that <laughs> could basically be just like, yeah, lower, lowered expectations, uh, <laughs> lowered expectations. Have you ever seen that SNL skit? Mm-mm. No, no. Those, it's like the dating video ones um <laughs> no I, I, but that's I very funny I, I think those are the, it's like the video dating mm-hmm. sort of thing like yeah, yeah. nice nice I well think. i yeah i just thought it was particularly apt for our podcast because i like to be self-deprecating i find it to be funny um but anyways welcome thanks for tuning in to episode 73 of the backlog breakdown i'm your host josh and as you've heard I have my wonderful co-host with me today, Mr. Nate underscore McKeever. Yes. Actually, uh, you know, funny little bit on that. I got bored on Twitter and I was the Presbyterian for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am now just Nate and then the word underscore <laughs> and the word McKeever. Nice. Like, it's, it's three words all run together. <laughs> I like, like it. Any capitals in there? Uh, just, uh, the, the capital sort of like in between each letter, each mm-hmm. word. Gotcha. It's like, and then for my name, um, but it's, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should make them all like lowercase. That would be, like, <laughs> I mean, that would be even more just, confusing. Just jarring. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like, what, what, what is this? What is this? <laughs> nice. I like oh, it. Man. Well, how have you been over the past couple weeks? Um, I mean, okay. Like, uh, you know went to my grandfather's memorial a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and that was kind of like i mean it was good uh you know it was kind of weird because it, of course like like dude it's coming out of like the social distancing and wearing masks and oh, everything yeah. else it's like just like i go to church every sunday but you, you know and we we mask up and and we sort of mm-hmm. but it's it was just so weird. And and then they had like, um, it was like snacky stuff. It was like vegetables and cheese okay. and stuff. And Megan and I hadn't eaten all day. And so it was like, mm-hmm. after a while, I was just like, because I was like, I'm just going to wear my mask. Because I just, you know, we haven't been vaccinated. We li- mm-hmm. we haven't gotten it yet. and But we okay. also live in sort of a high, like there could be, is more for the fact that like we could be, 
asymptomatic carriers or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like I was just like, it's it's not gonna hurt me. But then after a while, I got hungry and they had cookies, mm-hmm. and it's just like. I just kind of was like, I guess, like, yeah, you know. So, so it's like I'm, I'm like pulling mess cookie. down and stuffing my face, <laughs> and then like, and after a while, it's just like after things sort of cleared out, it was like, but it, it was a nice day. Um, I mean, it was kind of weird. Um, yeah, but you know, it's starting to get spring. Spring is spranging. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sprunging. Uh, it's a thing. It's yeah. Spring is sprunging. You know, looking forward. I I did sit outside today. Um, today was my mm. day off, and so at one point in time, I did sit outside and I pulled a cigar out of my oh. door And you should not have paused right there. I'm just saying. Why? Anyways, why should I? I've I not know. paused. I don't know. Whenever you talk about pulling something out of your, uh. that's a weird place to pause. <laughs> wow! Wow, Josh. <laughs> Uh, wow. <laughs> You're going to have to edit that one in post, buddy. Um, no, but yeah, so I, I grabbed a cigar and uh, went out and sat on my front porch and smoked uh, for a little bit. And it, you know, it was, it was a nice enough day that like, I actually, I was wearing sort of like a, a pullover hoodie kind of thing that I have, okay. yeah. but it's not, it's like just t-shirt material. I was yeah. actually getting like in the sun, I was getting like a little too warm. Wearing yeah. It, so nice. It was, it was a, uh, it was a nice day. Uh, just kind of, kind of laying low, man. Just uh, yeah. Did I did play a big old chunk of near automata uh, mm-hmm. today? But we'll get we'll get into that a little bit, uh, dude. I definitely think that when we're done with it, it <laughs> needs to go on. Like we need to dedicate a few episodes to it because it's yeah, it's just such an interesting game that um, yeah. There's there's a lot. I have a lot of thoughts. And I will try to gather some of those. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that they'll be coherent because, frankly, sometimes that game is not coherent. Uh, <laughs> it, oh, it is, just just wait, just wait. Just, it's far more co- coherent than like the, the, as far as I can tell so far. The narrative is still makes more sense than Kingdom Hearts, but <laughs> but <laughs> that's a very low bar. <laughs> just <say. laughs> super low bar, super <laughs> low bar. Um, so yeah, man. Just how about you guys? Like, nice. uh, you know, is spring spranging down there? Spranging. It down is, there? and it's been it's been absolutely gorgeous uh, the past like week or two, which has been great. Which is so funny that you know we had like snowpocalypse a month ago, but here we are, and it's like seventies, which is fantastic. Yeah, uh, it's so. it, it is weird that there is a juxtaposition. Like basically, like like people are like being frozen to death. Mm-hmm. You know, not yeah. even like a month ago. And then it's like now everybody's like, yeah, it's shorts weather. Sweet. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, we had a really cool yesterday. We had a, a service in the courtyard because uh, we, we did a we just called it Celebration Sunday where we had a bunch of baptisms. Cool. And we celebrated oh, cool. that together and did some spontaneous bat- baptisms as well, which is super cool. And, now, uh, you yeah. guys didn't do like the Stephen Furtick thing where you had plants. Did you, you no. ever hear about that? <laughs> no. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have to because we already had like five scheduled. So it was okay. like a good amount scheduled. But then there were, a, uh, there were a good amount of people who came forward too. And a lot, a lot of them were like already uh, believers for a few mm-hmm. years who just hadn't uh, followed through yeah, baptism baptized. yeah yeah so um but regardless like th- there was a really cool story and I, 
won't necessarily get into it, but our uh, the worship pastor at my church was just kind of like hanging out on uh, last Thursday or Friday or something like that, and and struck up a conversation with someone who was there. Like I think he was like a, a electrical worker or no 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 he was pest control is what it was, and had a really cool conversation with him. And long story short, he uh, gave his life to the Lord and he was baptized on Sunday, which was crazy right. awesome. Like just like out of the blue baptize um, those converts man exactly and exactly. your baby some water why not <laughs> well <laughs> we we won't necessarily get into that <laughs> um, uh, sorry but anyways the, all that to say is, is it was a really pretty day outside uh yesterday which was it was actually kind of chilly when we were setting up but the service was at 11 and so it was gorgeous uh, so that that was very nice. But yeah, it's been over the past couple of weeks, it's just been busy with things going on. You know, there's a lead up to Easter, so there's definitely that. But then starting, I'm, I just started a new class on Romans, actually, teaching and interpreting Romans. And there's a lot of reading in this course. I was not quite expecting it, but I opened up the syllabus and I'm just like, oh, shoot. Okay, here mm. we go. I, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, last week we were watching the kids for Jared. And he mm-hmm. was showing because he's doing his like uh, I think it's his doctoral work, okay. um, and uh, he pulled out this that he's like, hey, you want to see something neat? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Like I was not. He comes back from his office or bedroom or wherever with a stack of books, like literally like two feet high, <sighs> and he's like, this is I have to get all this read by July, and he's like, and not just oh my goodness excerpts. He's like the entirety of all of these books and i was going it's like dude i can't even like finish anna karenina or you know make make headway on some stuff of course Mm -hmm. you know and it's but it's like part of his job is to study deeply and but yeah i was just like oh man that would not be fun. Yeah, yeah, that's something else. Okay, I'm over here complaining about like 80 pages that I have to read in a week. And I say a week, like at the end of the week, by the end of the week, I need like a, you know, a worksheet and a paper written kind of a thing. So like, you know, three, four days. Yeah, Yeah, you get, yeah. But so I it's mean, not that much. It's just more than it has been in the past. Reading, even like reading 80 pages, okay, in two or three days, with comprehension like, right that's <laughs> yeah. like it's not because it's not just like oh like you're sitting down because you could probably read 80 pages in a couple of hours like two three hours right yeah yeah, yeah. but it's you also have to like you're probably going to have to reread it a few mm-hmm. times because of yeah yeah dude that's like there's a huge difference between like reading for pleasure and reading right for like for, for quotations game, for, for for paper study no, for, yeah no it's like <laughs> it's not for, just quotations but i mean yeah but it's it's like there's the the way that you absorb that material is radically different yeah so yeah yeah and it does get one of the books that i'm reading it gets pretty dense that there was a there was a chapter that i read it was probably like 25 30 pages and it was all just about the usage Paul's usage of the word that's translated as righteous uh, in in English, but um, uh, diakos, I think, is what it is. I haven't taken Greek, so I don't know how to pronounce it exactly. And basically, like the different usages of that word and 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 what it means. And yeah, it got dense because he was like going back and forth between using the Greek word, like the 
English letters for the Greek word and then using the Greek letters and, and the different like tenses of the word too. And so I'm just like, oh, I'm not prepared for this. But I, I mean, it, it ended up making sense. It's just like, okay, okay. You have to get through kind of the, the, the bit of jargon, you know, like mm -hmm. I use that in the technical sense, which means technical. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Well, you have to like, I was listening to something on like catechizing and catechesis Cat in general. Mm -hmm. And it, and a lot of people are like, well, you know, it's not cate catechizing our children or even just catechizing ourselves is not super popular. But, mm -hmm. And I can't remember it, it's, but it, it is good. And a lot of people say, oh, yeah, it's not bad. But I think like, I can't remember if it was like, it might have been the Reform Forum or maybe it was the White Horse Inn I was listening to. And they were talking about catechesis. And they said, like, what it, and this is a couple of weeks ago too. So it's mm -hmm. like, this, but what they were talking about, like, what that does is it actually provides like a framework. It's like learning a language or learning like, you mm. know, actually what they used was like, it's like learning to play piano, right? Okay. Yeah. And so like in learning to play piano at, at first, it's like a lot of rote memorization. And it's very mm -hmm. simplistic and it's just like, get these forms down, you know, to, but then it's like, once you have that though, there's a much broader application. It's like those things, like when you sort of lock them into like memory and it mm -hmm. becomes rote, you know, for, you know, lack of a better term, uh, that's actually when you can sort of really start to swim in deeper waters. And yeah. I think that's something that's been lost on, on people just, I, I would say sort of like just as a general, like sort of like just the emotive or the emotionally cent centered sort of like culture is that mm -hmm. because it doesn't, necessarily produce feelings or anything but it actually mm -hmm. it, it's 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 almost it is very it is very much more academic in orientation in the sense that like it is very much about sort of like providing like a an intellectual framework yeah and and like sort of that that helps you to sort of parse through some of that stuff and i just thought yeah. like but i just thought it was interesting how and yeah. even when you were talking about like well once you sort of understood a little more, more the technical context it was like all of a sudden like you could make sense of some of the stuff mm -hmm. and it's like mm -hmm. you know and some of what i'm finding as i sort of like i tackle sort of heavier material and weightier material is that i sometimes lack like the necessary technical context to really sort mm -hmm. of be able to to apply this and use this stuff properly yeah um yeah it's and there there's a lot it's funny uh well just what popped into my head as you were saying that um it definitely I, I can see how it applies with with catechesis but i think also there there are a lot of like loaded terms throughout the bible and i say yeah. loaded just in the sense of like they carry so much weight that's lost on us today like the one that sticks out in my head just because i've actually you know like researched this word you know done a little bit of a word study i'm sure there's tons that i don't know is the the term messiah of like how I don't know, growing up in church, that's just kind of thrown around, like Jesus is the Messiah. But but understanding that as the hope of Israel and like this this prophetic figure that was going to bring about the shalom of God, like it's 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 this huge concept that like oh yeah, we throw it around at Christmas it's, time. It's a <laughs> word that actually carries a lot of weight, but yeah. because of just the way that we use it, yeah, and the and and the way that in a lot of ways we don't pay attention to necessarily like that like yeah that's that's really that's really interesting like very cool yeah. very cool yeah 
it's it's fun. It's it, yeah. It's th- those are the the fun things that I learn in school that uh, then I get to put into practice. Uh, anyways, th- so yeah, that's how my couple of weeks has been. Sorry uh, for rambling, everyone. Oh, I guess that's you just how it goes. I did mm-hmm. forget um, while we were out at my. So we we spent a day with my parents, and okay. I, I mean this is maybe just me sort of flaunting my privilege. Yeah, so feel to. I'm shame, already offended. Shame, like be like shame me and berate me later on, <laughs> uh, if if uh, you feel it's necessary. But my dad, for his 35th uh, year anniversary for working for the company that he works for, okay. um, you know they they gave him a present, and uh, like you know there were some different things they get, and he had picked up a sound bar with a subwoofer okay. for his 35th year anniversary gift from from work and. Yeah, you know, he had been using it for a little bit, and then when we were over there, I saw it was disconnected. And it was sort of just like thrown in the corner. I was like, "What, mm-hmm. are, you gonna, what are you doing with that?" And because I, I, I was just like, you know, I was like, "Well, if you need help setting it up or whatever," I was just like, "That's the headspace I was in." He was like, mm-hmm. hey, "I'm not doing anything with it. You want it?" And I was like, "I'm not gonna say no to free free stuff like yeah, you know, yeah, free totally. free decent equipment." Yeah, yeah. I'll, okay, please, thank you. Uh, and and I was like, are you sure? And he was like, yeah. He's like, I can't use it with the surround sound that I he, he had installed uh, surround sound, and he thought that he could just sort of he would be able to sort of plug, on. like tack it on. And he's like, I haven't been able to get it to like do what I needed to. So he's like, he's like, I'm just going back to my old setup, and I was going to take it downstairs and maybe hook it up. He's like, but if you're going to use it, he's like, take it. So I got a sound bar with a subwoofer full free. Nice. And, uh, set that up and uh you know it's kind of cool because you don't like when all you have is like tv speakers like Mm -hmm. which i mean like you have a tv so whatever but like yeah that's the fact that i have a tv is like you know i'm 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 a few steps you know beyond some people but uh, (laughs) but it was like it, it was just like all of a sudden it's like you know there is like sort of that next level it's like you know listening to like music and and even like just watching movies and stuff it is man having decent speakers mm-hmm. watch that stuff is like or a decent sound system is kind of rad I'm just yeah throwing that one out there it's uh pretty neat yeah. yeah yeah we we had hooked up the the studio speakers that i use uh yeah you can see in the background if you're a patron um we'd hooked those up to the tv because we had watched a, a live stream of a, a concert that one of one of our favorite bands was doing in Berlin. They've been mm-hmm. streaming concerts throughout the the past year, and uh, we hooked him up to the TV, and that was nice. And we left him there for a little while, and it was it was fun. Yeah, it, it's fun to see kind of the difference. Thing is, we've got young kids, so it's also kind of like, oh, please don't touch those. Like, don't push in the tweeter. <laughs> like, oh, dude, that's I not okay. as a child ruined mm-hmm. my oh yeah ruined, ruined my dad's speakers that way. Yeah. Like, um, yo, is it Amberlin? Is Amberlin? That's the uh, bad Christian dudes, right? No, that's Emery. No. Oh, that's Emery. Okay, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Amberlin. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, but there's th- that's like the same era. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, same era. I yeah. have listened to some Amberlin. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. yeah. They're 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 cool dudes. They're cool dudes. Anyways, um, so yeah, good catch up times. Yeah, <laughs> only twenty minutes catch up. <laughs> well, I mean, it's I like it. It's been two weeks. 
Dang it! I thought we were gonna get by. <laughs> I'm because I noticed I, you didn't do that earlier, and I was intentionally stri- trying to steer the uh, the words so that was not said. And li- no. listen, buddy, like I I told you, it's like you know what? Sometimes I'm just gonna let it slide without saying any at all, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna like I'm gonna let you sort of like get in the headspace that maybe he's not gonna <laughs> the say final it. word. And then, yeah, so one of these episodes, it will be just the final word. I'll just be like, the final word is, it's been two weeks. Oh, man. Oh, I hate it so much. I'll just, I'll just read the entire song verbatim. <laughs> Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it makes me laugh, so. That's, yeah. that's all that really matters, right? I just I just laugh through the tears. That's that's he, how it goes. He's weeping to himself. But uh I, I I think I've got something to wipe these tears off. Called a backlog report. It's a backlog report. Back in my day, we didn't have backlog reports. You wanted to know what you were playing, you had to walk up a hill in the snow with no shoes, uphill both ways. And you had to hold the reset button when you turned it off, or it wouldn't save. And then, sometimes when you turned it back on, you had to blow in the cartridge. (laughs) And it was a 37-digit password. Okay, anyways. I mean, it's funny. Those are all real. I mean, except... Those are are real things that uh, I think uh, I've done. Well, the, the not walking uphill both ways exactly yes yes everything outside of that but uh so what do i have to report on like i said i haven't been playing that much over the past couple weeks it's been uh i've i don't know it's just been busy it's been busy two weeks exactly it's been two weeks of busyness um i have actually as i was listing them all i have been listening to a lot of books um cool 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 so that's fun i finished up beyond order um i dove into live not by lies that was okay. that was uh that's i was actually, gonna say fun that's not fun but interesting i was looking at it today and i was thinking about picking it up and just sort of like busting through it but then mm-hmm. i got distracted but yeah more about that that's, that's just how it goes um and then i did also listen to this other book that i've been trying to kind of implement a little bit uh, it's called the power of when I know that sounds like so stupid new agey, but it's basically just about, um, it's called a chronotype. and uh, So like just basically the way that your body, how much sleep it needs and the best time to do certain things to keep your energy up, hmm. basically. That's, that's basically, the problem is I read the book and I listen, it's a short book. I listened to it all in a day while I was doing stuff around the house. Um, but the problem is that I, I I'm trying to implement it right after a time change and so my body does not like that at all um, Pennsylvania and it actually, is actually there's legislation i think mm-hmm. in pennsylvania to get rid of daylight savings get or just out of basically here. keep it on daylight savings all year long yeah yeah which i would like like that's a move and let's do it i i like that i like that because and it didn't even mess me up the first day it was like after that first day it's the mornings man it's hard to get out mm-hmm. of bed that's really what it is but anyway so yeah it's it's interesting i'm i'm not sure how much it's necessarily helping except that it's helping me be a little bit more disciplined if that makes any sense don't know if it actually works 
but it's yeah, it's helping me think through some of these things. Uh, and then I started Extreme Ownership by Jocko, Jocko Willink. Yeah, yeah, because I hadn't ever actually read that one. I've read another one by him, and so yeah, it's it's good stuff. So been listening to those books. As far as what I've been playing, um, I actually went down the rabbit hole of Final Fantasy X and finished that game up. You know, and cool. and I was saying on the Discord how I think it's the first. Well, and maybe not the first, but it's it. I was very surprised because it's one of the few games that I finish under the average playtime on uh, howlongtobeat.com because usually I'm a good 20% over whatever they say it is. But it was like a little under 40 hours is what it took, which for a JRPG is not too bad. It's not, you know, it's not necessarily, I wouldn't call it brisk, but it was definitely quicker than I thought. I was thinking 50, 60. Um, although I didn't do like any of the side quests. So there's that too. Um, and I have a lot of mixed feelings <laughs> about Final Fantasy X because I think it has great music. I think it has a great battle system, which is, it, I'm surprised that they haven't like returned to it or made something comparable. Um, you know, one of the best, one of my favorite battle systems is the, the like bravely and default system. Mm -hmm. I, I just think that adds so much strategy, you know, job systems are great as well. Uh, this one being able to switch out characters in the middle of battle gives you so many different opportunities to do things because then you also have to think about like the speed of the different characters are, are a big deal. And then also if you're switching someone else, someone out and they're going to be using, you know, a skill or attacking, then you have to consider how much damage the enemy can do and is it worth that kind of trade-off and then the healing afterwards kind of thing. Um, so it, it made for some really cool strategic stuff, even if it wasn't even if it wasn't altogether necessary. Um, although I would say that it's probably one of the more difficult Final Fantasy games that I've played because uh, it, it definitely had some difficulty spikes, especially towards the end of the game. Um, so I had fun with it. It's it's more of just like the story aspects that I had issue. And I mean, it, it was a very linear game until it wasn't at the very end of the game. Uh, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, you can go back and do stuff. And that's when I was like, no, I'm. I thought I was already done with the game. <laughs> like, let's uh, let's go ahead and beat this. Um, so that's why I didn't finish any of the the side missions, which apparently would have given me more understanding of the other characters in the game. So uh, I get that it's kind of my fault that a lot of the characters didn't resonate with me. I think they're touching on some kind of cool themes, like themes that aren't generally talked about in games, although we might talk about them more next episode <laughs> based on what we're what we're what we have on the docket. But uh I'm not quite sure that it sticks the landing. There's there's just so much going against it narratively. <laughs> I, I I don't like the main character. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's kind of like pushed in your face through the whole game. And it's weird because I thought he wasn't going to be the main character. I don't know. I don't know. So I, I have a lot of mixed feelings. Uh, it's probably in the lower half of Final Fantasy games that I've played. It's also the latest Final Fantasy, like official numbered final fantasy game that i've played so what what can i i'm sure there are a lot worse out there i just haven't played them uh but i did finish up that game rolled credits took my my uh backlog beat down uh points for it 
And then I started up a little indie game called Moonlighter, which mm-hmm. is uh, a little. And that's like, actually a little indie game. Like, yes. Well, it's a yes. bigger indie game, but that's it's a, right. It's kind of a big deal, but it's it is an actual like indie jam title kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm not using that sarcastically this time, <laughs> like I usually do. Not like the main topic of the episode, the little indie game called God of War. Um, no, uh, Moonlighter. It's it's. I'm really liking it. I'm not too far into the game. I've only put a handful of hours into it, but it's this nice little um, loop that you go into a dungeon. The the premise is that you run a shop in this town, and this town has some dungeons around like the the town was built around these dungeons because there's lots of treasure in these dungeons so you run a shop in town at night you go into the dungeons you kill monsters you try and go deeper into the dungeons and get better treasure and then you take all that treasure and during the day you sell it and so there's two like main styles of play and one is sort of like the old school well i say old school but kind of like classic zelda games you know like a link to the past overhead swiping your sword using arrows and stuff like that uh kind of that overhead perspective killing monsters and getting loot trying not to die while you're in the bottom of the dungeon because then you lose all your stuff and it just it's a little frustrating but that's that's basically the loop but then once you do that you come back up to the town and you stock your store with all the stuff that you got and then you set the price and so you have to kind of learn based on what the reactions of the people who are coming into the store, whether or not it's a good price, whether it's too cheap, whether it's too expensive. And then you you also have a way of seeing how popular the item is. So there's the elements of supply and demand that go into that as well. So it's it's basically like it, it mashes two little things together. And I mean, you know, it's like a 10 minute run for each one of those little games. You, you yeah. go into the dungeon for 10 minutes, then you come out and then you open your shop and it's like 10 minutes for the day. So it it gets really addicting when it's just like, okay, I'll just do one more, you know, just go into the dungeon one more time. And well, okay, now I have all this gear. I can probably sell it. I'll go ahead and, and sell it in my shop one more time. And then after you do that, oh, but I almost have enough gold to buy a new sword. So let me just go into the dungeon again. And and so it gets addicting. And so I'm I'm having a lot of fun with that. But that really, that's all I've been playing. Unfortunately, I haven't touched near Automata because of what I talked about uh, trying to do these these rhythms of like going to sleep at different times and stuff like that. I just haven't had much time to sit down and play video games on the big TV screen. It's mostly just been handheld, and so it's well, it's only been handheld. So Final Fantasy yeah. X and Moonlighter is yeah. all that I've been up to. How about you? What do you have on your backlog report? Um, well, I mean, I reading was kind of a bust for me this week or the this this past fortnight. You know, a little bit, but didn't really get into stuff the way that I should have. Um, I did mm-hmm. start up an, another audiobook, um, Warbreaker. It's another Brandon Sanderson, okay. Cosmere sort of thing, and it's. It, I mean, I was just like, yeah. I have this. I'm gonna listen to it, and uh, so yeah, I've been doing that. But as far as reading, like I haven't really touched uh, Commune with the Triune God the way that I should okay. have. I haven't really. I've been. There were a couple times where I was like, oh, I ought to pick up this and just sort of like burn through it, and or I ought to like maybe read some Anna Karenina or something. And it's just kind of like for whatever reason, it's just been kind of like just stalling out on me. And well, okay. whatever reason. I, there is a reason. It's not a great one, but there is a reason. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I too have been playing near uh, automata. Mm-hmm. Automata. I, I don't mm-hmm. know why I want to say it that way, but uh, every time I say it, I just want to say automata. Um, but uh, <laughs> near automata, and uh, that game is uh, it's something, man. Uh, yeah, I really. It's one of those things where, and 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 I kind of said to this to you pre-show, but if you were to strip away like sort of all like of the the crazy narrative hooks, like that, I would look at you and say, "Oh, this game's like good. Like it is mm-hmm. a strong good. Like it's it's got fairly interesting combat. Like the environments kind of like the environments a little like me, um, but it's it's functional." And it's like it's it's a mechanically fun game with good music, I'm like. But then you throw in this like just bonkers, just like back guano crazy mm-hmm. narrative mm-hmm. that I'm mm-hmm. just going like it's it's not even like it's like this amazing story. More often than not, like the story's interesting, right? And the story's mm-hmm. like serviceable and it's good even, but it's like. More often than not, it's got me going like, what the, like, what are, what? Like, yeah. huh? Like, and it's, <laughs> it's like, I, I sort of made, made what the comment that mean? it is, it is hard it, at, at times. It, and I, I'm sure that like, it'll be one of those things that the more I sort of play and unlock, the more that like some of these things will like become a little more coherent. I'm like, but it is, I mean, we're, we're not even touching like Kingdom Hearts level of sort of just levels of incoherency, <laughs> but it is just like sometimes I'm like, what, what just happened? Like, and it's like, mm-hmm. so it's like, what weird thing? It's like more often than not, it's like, what weird thing are you going to throw at me next? And um, right, which is kind of like anytime, and 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 honestly, anytime I have a game that sort of does that to me. Where it's just like it will just like throw like just a screwball at me every once in a while, and say like, "How are you going to handle this?" And I'm like, "I, I don't know." Like that game gets my respect because like a- anytime a game can sort of like set me back on my heels a little bit and make me go, "What?" Like mm-hmm. I, I perk up a little bit. Like there, there's something about that that's I'm like, okay, because like you know, I, I've played a lot of video games. I have a mm-hmm. fairly healthy sort of like contextual library like i'm pretty familiar with a lot of tropes and sort of yeah. like you know i'm i'm a fairly sort of like experienced fairly seasoned gamer <laughs> Season, yes yeah yeah and it's the word i was gonna use and uh like when a game makes me go what <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like that doesn't happen that often mm-hmm. and so like i pay like my ears perk up and i pay a little bit more attention so like there's something yeah. about near automata that i'm very like and i was even telling you like i'm kind of like i played the original near on ps3 and 360 mm-hmm. and i was like yeah that's okay it's like kind of weird and i didn't but like i'm actually kind of like jazz like i'm kind of like pumped for replicant now at this point in time nice um just because i'm like mm, yeah uh the other thing and it's you know just a always uh, a bit of a shout out here but uh did fire up remnant uh from the mm-hmm. ashes the other night again uh and and hung out for a couple hours with a friend of the show eric bryant uh just went All and right. shot up some uh and it's just like that, that game is very cool and we were talking about it last night and i said like i really like this game and like i can't there's a part of me it's like 
I really am sort of like interested in um, just to see what that studio does next with that property. Like I, I'd really like to see them sort of like continue to sort of develop that that world and just that system that they have sort of in place and like really sort of refine that because I think like they mm-hmm. have like Remnant has some really great bones and the, the, Eric pointed out to me that uh, Gunfire Games actually uh, had a hand in some of the Darksiders games. Um, yeah, that's which, that's what when I was looking into it, yeah, it said mm-hmm. that it said Darksiders. So yeah, interesting. Which and and I happen to be a fan of those games. Uh, you know, I didn't need to go back and finish the second one and then play the third one, but I really yeah. like the first Darksiders and I did enjoy the second one. Um, nice. But um, let me look at. Oh, and I did one more thing. So Final Fantasy Nine. Mm. might be one of my it like it might be top three final fantasies for me mm-hmm. um i really like that game but it is really really hard to go back to because it's very much a, a game of its era like it's very mm-hmm. much a playstation one um rpg and it there's a lot of stuff that just frankly i just don't have the time or the patience for but anyways uh friend of the show uh well john uh Oh, geez. Hadrick. Yes. It was right there, and I was like, brain, <laughs> listen, I'm old. But yeah, John Hodrick, uh, John O'Spark himself, mm-hmm. um, he had posted in the Discord about the the Mog, Uri, the, the Moguri, I don't know how you want to say it, but it's M-O-G-U-R-I yeah. mod for uh, Final Fantasy IX on Steam. So I plonked down like the 10, 11 bucks, and I, I will not be taking nice. any points because I own that on just about <laughs> everything. Um, okay, okay, fair enough. So yeah. it's like, this is not my first time buying that game. But I, I like I said, I plunked down like the 10, 11 bucks for it and then I installed the that, uh, that mod and I was playing around with that the other day and I was like really impressed because like just like that, that mod actually sort of made that game sort of feel the way I remember it did. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it plays really well. Like I had some like controller shenanigans. Like I was trying to use my uh, Switch Pro controller and uh, I ended up just, I have a corded Xbox controller that I just ended up using and that seems to work a lot better. But yeah, so uh, at some point in time, I am going to like circle back onto that and, and do a replay of Final Fantasy IX because I, I really like that game. It's a really good game. And, uh, but yeah, it's a good one. Uh, it's, it's a good one. It's one of, like I said, it's one of my favorites. I think like, it's just like one of those, it's not the most underrated, which I think goes distinctly to six because I think, okay. I think six is arguably the best, I, you know, and like this is a matter of opinion, but it just sort of gets snubbed for seven all the time. And that's partly, that's partially why I hate seven because like <laughs> people are like seven's the best. And I'm like, but it's not. It's mm-hmm. not even cl- like it's good. It's fine, but it's like solid middle of the pack, you know. It, the reasons that it is considered the best were very much in the moment. Yeah, you know, it was like for when it came out, those were reasons. I was gonna say solid reasons, but eh. eh. I mean, I mean you know, were- like a big part is presentation. Yeah, and, and that I, I just think up. like nine is a much better like. Out of the three PlayStation era Final Fantasies, 
mm-hmm. uh, the, the the original PlayStation One era. Like nine is arguably the best in my opinion. Yeah, and it it was the sec- like like I had played six and I had played some seven and I had played some eight and I I had emulated four and five. So at that point in time, okay. like I hadn't. No, I had also emulated the first one, but I hadn't played two or three. But I had played pretty much all of the other Final Fantasies up to that point. And seven and eight actually sort of had turned me off, like eight especially at the time. Mm -hmm. Like, And I go back and I I will sort of like be a bit of an apologist for that game because I think it has this a really interesting system, but Mm -hmm. that's about it. Like everything else I'm kind of like, "Eh." but that system is like, Frankly, I, I reward people who take like chances. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that there's a lot of really cool things about the Final Fantasy VIII combat that get sort of like, it's not to say that there aren't problems. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. just to say there's a lot of things that they did that I thought were incredibly interesting. And just because of like just how train wrecky that whole game was. Right. It like, it get, like everything gets tanked. Yeah. Even though there's like, you know, uh, so I I'd say it's similar to two in that like yes it's interesting and it's got it's got potential but it has some massive flaws in it. Oh yeah, the fact that you can just draw stuff in, in order to like the, drawing stuff is better than leveling your characters is a huge problem. Like there needs to be some way to to get around that. Well, I I don't know. There there's something about that that just I also sort of like tickles me a little bit, but yeah. and again, yeah. like it's, sorry, it's yeah, like, we're going too far down the rabbit hole. I I'm do, ha- I do like, have a single hot take though hot to, take. to give. I would say that without Final Fantasy IX, we wouldn't have for Warriors of Light, Bravely Default. No. That no, that's yeah. like the kernel of those games. Just the feel of that game, the fantasy mm. setting. It's not as serious. It's not overly serious. Like even six was serious, you know, but seven and eight just felt like. Well, and nine has like some so. serious moments, but it's much mm-hmm. lighter heart, like light. Yes. Lighthearted light, in word. sort of its presentation mm-hmm. in that there's more of a sense of joy in that game and just yes. sort of like whimsy that yes. is not ah. present in other games. So many good words. Yes. All those words. And nine, Whimsical, I just think is like, charming. like, I think honestly, just like, and, and, at some point in time, definitely sort of need to put this on the like put this on the docket to play through and sort of go through and talk about. But nine has like by far like it doesn't have a job system, but it has my right. favorite implementation of the skills where okay. um characters learn skills through the equipment that they wear. Mm-hmm. And then after like so so much time with that that particular piece of equipment, they pick up they learn the skill and so it actually like there's it adds another element to sort of equipment loadout instead of just like just getting the biggest the best and there's Mm -hmm. reasons to own a lot of equipment that you normally wouldn't own yeah and and uh, there's reasons to use a lot of like to pay way more attention to your equipment loadout which i just you know there's something and it's it's just one of those things where i just out of all of the final fantasies that like I love, I mean, we've talked about like my, like if I could just will something into existence, it would mm-hmm. be just sort of basically a flash art version of Final Fantasy VI, but it uses all that Amano artwork instead of huh. like 
it, it would just be Final Fantasy VI, turn-based, like, mm-hmm. but all the cutscenes, like all everything would be rendered in that really like wispy, you know, fashion drawing sort of Amano stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yes, give me like full <laughs> orchestration, like just like like Ugh. like pull out all the stops. Like make that a game and I will throw like it will be the money will be thrown Take at Square Enix money. so fast. <laughs> like but Yeah. I think yeah. the more realistic sort of is like I'd love to see Nine get sort of really a, like a good remake where they sort of clean up a lot of the rough edges, like the the weird loading battle stuff, all that junk. Like really clean it up, pretty it up, and um, it, it's I don't think that's going to happen even. But I like Final yeah. Fantasy Nine, and it just makes me sad because I think it is one of the most underrated Final Fantasy games because I I think it is head and shoulders a much better game than seven. And mm-hmm. but it gets sort of ignored for frankly what I think is its dumber, uglier cousin. <laughs> Yikes. Like, well and <laughs> and I, I don't want to pile on seven too much, but I'm going to say one last thing sort of like Poke. Seven is an incoherent mess. <laughs> it is like completely like that storyline is absolutely unintelligible at times like it's just narratively it's just sloppy and i just i i don't know i'm just Mm. like i said i'm just i'm just a jaded final fantasy 6 and final fantasy 9 fanboy (laughs) it's like my two favorite games just get sort of snubbed for like like i said the dumber uglier cousin (laughs) But yeah, um, I never got far enough into seven that I know all the intricacies of it. I've I've had it explained to me. I've I've had it spoiled, but it's it's at that point it's so far over my head because well, I haven't experienced it. You know, it's just like okay, and it's whatever. the most boring. Like the materia system. Like, and I know here's 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 a hot take on Final Fantasy seven. <laughs> materia the materia system is the most boring like skill system ever introduced mm. and there's the, the reason they haven't brought it back is because it's boring and dumb and like <laughs> like it's it's just like because boring and dumb characters like don't mean anything it doesn't matter who you mm-hmm. have in your lineup like you know i i don't know like mm-hmm. with with jobs like with job systems and stuff like yes you can sort of like it's it's sort of like the same flex but like I like the job systems, whereas I think Materia yeah. is just kind of like, like, gotcha. it's a cheaper, dumber version of job systems. Like, <laughs> just give me the thing that actually works and is good versus mm-hmm. this trash that you keep throwing at me. Like, mm-hmm. take your Materia and shove it. <laughs> do, do you want it? Do you want to hear something depressing? What's that? So, so you want, you want a remake, a, a nice remake of Final Fantasy IX. I was just searching on my phone trying to see what are the best selling final fantasy games top five top five best-selling because i was thinking about this just finishing up final fantasy 10 i know it sold really well it's number two okay number one is final fantasy 7 number two is final fantasy 10 makes me want to vomit well and and i'm thinking like okay so if they're to remake a game it'd be 10 because that's the second most popular you know the reason they're they're remaking seven is because it's popular they know that it'll sell uh number two is 10 number three want to take a guess I really don't. It's eight. I'm, I'm going to be super disappointed. Yep. Eight. Number four, 15. And then number five, 
is 13. And so. this is what's wrong with the world. <laughs> so, like, but, if you're but, looking but for a remake of Final Fantasy IX, it's not going to happen because people happen. are idiots and buy garbage games. Like, dude, yeah. Final Fantasy 15 and 13 are trash. Like, <laughs> arguably, like, you know, a lot, like, 15, from what I've heard, uh. is like, it's actually not bad. But mm -hmm. it's like, nobody, like, I, I've heard it's a mess. It, no, yeah. Like you said, not bad, not bad, just real, like, throw Dude, everything i mean there's a reason yeah. people like 13 and 15 specifically are like a lot of people are like yeah square enix they sort of uh jumped the shark several <laughs> times here like yeah like a lot of well, people 15 was supposed to be a 13 <laughs> yeah it's, well and it's there's it's like all that there's a reason like a lot but. of people lost faith with square enix 13 yeah. and 15 but yeah. those things sold they sold like, a bajillion copies it's and so, so it's like well, we're we going to keep just shoveling that slop at you. Just, <laughs> hey, hey, here you go. Freaking you heathens. Go. Freaking so, Philistines. The, okay, final final thought on, on the subject. Maybe what would be super cool, what if we got a, a 2D HD version of Final Fantasy IX? Hmm? A 2D hmm? HD. You like that? The, the Octopath triangle, project triangle thing. You know what I'd actually work? rather have with that? Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd like to see it done in sort of um, like a Dragon Quest kind of engine sort okay. of thing. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Because More I like feel like, looking. I mean, not that like, don't get me wrong, I like the 2D HD stuff, but I mm -hmm. I feel like not every game, like, I I, I definitely think like almost like a dr the Dragon Quest engine would be whatever that is like whatever they do that in that style would vibe a lot better like mm -hmm. lean a lot more into like the cartoony sort of side of all that stuff and yeah 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 that'd be pretty cool that's just me i dig it well in the tone of the game would fit something like that too so yeah i like it anyways that's our that's our final fantasy rant for the evening yeah final fantasy is trash and if you like it i hate you <laughs> I don't really hate you. Also, I just sorry. finished Final Fantasy X, so spent 40 hours on it. I don't know, but that's just like, Final Fantasy is like one of those things where I'm like, like, you want an argument for why people suck? There you go. Like, <laughs> five best-selling games, Final Fantasy games are all, like, four of them are just, like, deserve to be thrown on a dumpster fire. Well, it's it's interesting to me that I when when someone says Final Fantasy because of my early experience with it I think of the classic ones. My first experience was the very first Final Fantasy game and I still love that game even though yes it has a lot of problems. My favorite is Final Fantasy 6. So that's like firmly rooted in the classic era. I would argue that Final Fantasy doesn't really mean much anymore no. of anything because they've They've tried, they've, their hallmark for the series has always been push the graphics, make it a spectacle and, and try something new mm. is what they've always done. And well, if you're trying to do something similar, then you do a spinoff or something like that. I know and, that we said that we were going to sort of wrap this up, but I also, <laughs> here's, and you know, but here's the episode. We're just doing Final Fantasy today. No, no, but you know what, what part of the problem is it started with seven, seven really pushed that. Like, I mean, it, but but it had changed. Like the systems had changed for every game up until that point. Mm -hmm. 
So, so it, I mean, that, that was kind of a key point. I mean, maybe I, four and six are probably the most similar out of any of them. Uh, if, if you put it, and I guess three and five, those were almost kind of sequels just because they're the job system there. So I guess there were some similarities, but you're right. Totally thrown out the window and like bring in something completely new. Like seven was just like the, like, we're just going to like turn everything up to 11 and just, like, and it's like, and don't get me wrong. I thought it was fine at the time, but I, I don't know. Like I said, I am not, I am not in the Sony, like, or in the, the Squaresoft, like Final Fantasy is the best camp. Like I'm, yeah. I'm kind of on the other side where I'm like, actually, I think that's a bit of a turning point for that studio as a general rule where things kind of got real stupid real mm-hmm. fast. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they doubled down on that in eight on eight. And yeah. eight is like arguably one of like, you know, even for someone like me, who's like, oh, it does a few interesting things. I'm like, it's, it's like, it's towards the bottom selling. of my list. <laughs> and it's like, I'm like, and uh, anyways, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, we should at some point <laughs> in time, like we should just like dedicate an episode to like talking about just final fantasy as a whole. And sort yeah. of like, because there are some things and like, I mean, that would be a long episode because we talk about the just our thoughts on the series and then touching on each one, we'd have stuff to say. Well, I, I have stuff to say on games that I haven't even played before. <laughs> yeah. So, but And true. that's not even counting spinoffs. I own, uh, what is it, Type Zero HD, whatever, and I've never I have a copy either, of that so. too. I, I don't know. I've anything. heard it's supposed to be pretty interesting. It's mm-hmm. like, but I haven't done anything with it. Yeah. Probably. I own still, 13. I think it's my brother's copy, either. actually. Okay. And I, I'm yeah. just been like holding on to because like i'm like something i'm like ah, i might get to that yeah yeah it was dirt cheap when i picked it up so all right all right well we've we've spent entirely too much time i've spent entirely too much time getting worked up over how big a piece of trash (laughs) final fantasy 7 is well i'm sure you're sick of hearing us talk for a while so how about you hear one of our friends talk this is uh a beautifully done commercial by the techno funk boy boy obi-wan never told you what happened to your father he told me enough he told me you killed him no i am your father no no that's not true that that's impossible this is such an incredible moment A memory that will bring joy to the hearts of millions of people for generations. Wait, wait, what? The sort of thing they talk about on the Retro Station podcast. The stories, movies, music, moments that brought us together as a people that we enjoyed with friends. (laughs) You laugh about this with your friends? My life has been a lie. Exactly. This is wonderful. You're crazy. No, everyone agrees. This is a truly classic moment. Wait, wait a minute. Did you kill mom then? I'd I'd rather not talk about that. Oh, I I bet they talk about that on the retro station, huh? What a classic moment that was when mom died. Actually, most people thought that was a bit of a letdown. They made memes making fun of it. They... They made memes of mom? The Retro Station Podcast. Celebrating all those things. 
that made us nerds. All right. Uh, so hopefully that commercial from our good friend, the Techno Funk Boy, uh, was just super pleasing and just super happy in comparison to the grumbling and the ranting and the raving of two disgruntled Final Fantasy fanboys <laughs> who, yeah. uh, you know, just are embittered by everything that Square Enix does anymore. <laughs> well, at least one of them is. The other, I mean, the other. yeah, I just picked up Final Fantasy VII Remake for free, so. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll probably actually play that. Because my thing was like, I'm going to play that. I was going to pick it up when they did like the super complete version. Yeah. And now I'm yeah. like, eh, well, yeah. I got it for free. Maybe I'll try it out. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's right. They, I, I didn't mention that in the backlog report, but I did finally pull the trigger on a PS Plus uh, subscription. Yes. It was $25. And yep. so like, I was like, that's like the price of the Nintendo online subscription. Mm-hmm. And I like I like the, the fact that you can play NES and SNES games on that. Like, I don't hardly... I don't ever use the online for Nintendo, but like the fact that you could do that is pretty stinking cool. And so, you know, it, you throw it in the, the, the calculator just, and that's like two bucks a month. Just like make sure that you're redeeming cheap. those games. Even right. if you don't have any plans, because it's yeah. like, it's like one of those things, like it's like there's stuff that I've redeemed. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. And then like six mm-hmm. months later I go back and I'm like, I'm actually going to try that. And I've really enjoyed okay. it. So nice. Nice. You know, it's it's like one of those things, and and this this month especially, this is a month to jump on to do that. So that's kind of what pushed me was I don't have too much. It was the same deal. It was like I'm gonna wait till Final Fantasy VII Remake is dirt is five bucks because that's like usually the the trajectory of of new of Final Fantasy games is like they sell so well that they just it's sort of like Metal Gear games too. It's like they just get super cheap after you know, six years or whatever. It's going to be a while. Um, and so I, I was like, yeah, I've, I've got a passing interest in it. Um, but hey, yeah, now it was free. And now I have Remnant too. So yeah. it's cool. And it's cool, man. Yeah, I'm, yeah, Remnant's super cool. Anyways, so we're, we're going to be, and you and I have sort of been, well, by you and I, I mean, I basically sp- sprung this <laughs> on you earlier in the week and i was saying like i think we need to do a bit of a format change uh, and it's just, mm-hmm. just something that uh, we've talked about like sometimes it just feels like when you're trying to and occasionally we do have an episode that goes long when it comes to like we're talking about a certain game uh, that turns into an episode or two but i thought uh you know i wanted to try and find a solution to that that was a little more workable and i'd been listening mm-hmm. to some other stuff and then i was reminded of a podcast that I enjoy, a literature podcast that I listen to that I've mentioned before mm-hmm. on here called The Bookening. And um, I thought I was sort of listening to some of their episodes and I was like, I, you know what? I think we could do something along those lines. So this is the first episode into our God of War coverage. Um, mm-hmm. And what we're going to do here is we're going to sort of talk. It's, it's basically, we're going to bring out all our baggage. We're going to sort of air any baggage that we have with it, like, you know, history with the series we're going to talk about some Mm -hmm. of the relevant details this is like a very spoiler sort of overview sort of thing we're not going to really worry about narrative hooks narrative beats or not overview what spoiler free overview okay listen cool it's i'm old it's late (laughs) it's it's okay just need some clarification (laughs) we'll we'll fix it in post josh fix it in post (laughs) 
Uh, I don't I don't even know what that means. I just like saying <laughs> it. Um, but uh, yeah, this is going to be sort of like we're we're just going to sort of like talk about some things broad strokes. It's going to be an, a, a bit of a session where, like I said, we're going to talk about some relevant details, like you know, publisher stuff like that. We're going to uh, talk about you know just any sort of like personal personal context for the series mm -hmm. and even for this this playthrough because you played it recently right. i you know i've you know made mention of the fact that i have some history with not just the series but this game in particular sort of hit at a a really sort of um kind of interesting point in my life as well mm -hmm. and just so we're going to talk about some of that stuff uh and then in the following episodes, you know, whether it's another episode or if it's two or whatever, we're going to like try and tackle some of the narrative beats and, uh, you know, themes and mm -hmm. just, uh, but so, um, let's just start off with, uh, just sort of the relevant details here. Uh, okay. so we're, we're going to be talking about God of War, the, the 2018, it's been called a reboot. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, so it's a, it's a Sony first party game. It's a you know exclusive. Well, I think there's talk of it maybe moving to PC, but I don't think that's been confirmed yeah. yet. Um, right. Yeah. As of now, it's still exclusive. Yeah, but it's exclusive to the PS4. <sighs> well, the yeah yeah the, doesn't the PS5 version like upres it or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if there's. I mean, I don't know if there, but. It's it's a Sony exclusive. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. So there, it's Sony a. Picks. It was published. It was developed by Santa Monica Studio, which is a Sony in-house first. You know, uh, it's a Sony in-house studio, uh, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. It was directed by Corey Barlog, who is also one of the writers. You know, the lead writers on this project. Um, mm -hmm. I think he also has some experience on some of the other titles as well. Uh, he's like the big name that sort of like is attached to this one that yeah. people sort of, uh, in a lot of ways, this was sort of, I don't want to say swan song because that has certain, but this has been sort of like the high mark, the, the pinnacle of his career so far, as far as like uh, directors go. Uh, but it's, like I said, it's uh, for the PlayStation 4 and, you know, also the PlayStation 5 at this point in time, but it was released in uh, April of uh 2018 april 20th 2018 okay um there you go and it's uh sort you of can an, add up those numbers if you want to yeah field day with it it's uh a bit of an action adventure sort of it's got some rpg-ish mechanics it's it's also mm -hmm. a bit of a hack and slash sort of thing but it's a third person narrative adventure game in in, in a fairly open world um mm -hmm. The one thing that, I, and I feel it's like sort of, and we could talk about this maybe a little bit more later too, but at the time they talked about how uh, it it didn't really have loading, but what they were really talking mm -hmm. about is like it hides its loading in certain yeah. scenarios, but it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's a clever solution. And, and I think it's a little admirable, but it's sort of, it's also a bit of a, a false lead to sort of say, well, it doesn't really, it just, it's, it's, there's no loading screens in that. Yes, there's no loading screens, but there also is kind of a loading screen in this thing. It's just mm -hmm. the, the way that they do it is sort of like, uh, it's, it's, it's a clever solution. Um, 
but yeah yeah it, it feels it feels a little different i will say i didn't know until like halfway maybe a third into the game that there was that uh that push for that because the other thing is not only that it doesn't have any loading screens but that it's supposed to be all one shot yes like there are never any cuts in yep. the shot that you're in so like even in cut scenes you know you're panning around kratos and the other characters that are going on but it's never like a hard cut from one thing to something else honestly i didn't notice until it was pointed out then it's like oh okay well, okay that's kind of cool yeah, and that's yeah um, that's pretty cool it's definitely like something that like yeah it's not it didn't stand out to me curio yeah it's not it's not the selling point I would say I thought it was I thought it was cool and mm-hmm. like but it wasn't anything that was like oh this changes everything right um so uh just and just a little bit of history brief history here and and I'm just for the record here folks I am pretty much reading this off the Wikipedia page um, <laughs> but it is the eighth installment in the God of War series um wow yeah the eighth chronologically and it's technically a sequel to 2010's God of War 3 um, okay. Now, typically, the series is ba- has been based in Greek mythology, but uh, this particular one actually does a bit of a pivot, and mm-hmm. the set pieces that we sort of explore in this are Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and which I think is cool in a lot of ways because when we actually when I played this book, I had just uh, we were doing that reading project like with a bunch of guys from the the book club and we were okay. actually reading yeah. books and I had actually just sort of I know that the reading of Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology Norse mythology and my playing of this sort of like coincided they happened in a nice. pretty similar window um but uh y- you know I guess basically sort of like the big players in this are in this game as a the the series as a general uh geez I'm talking really great the series as a general rule centers around Kratos he's uh you know he has a few uh different nicknames but the ghost of Sparta um mm-hmm. but he actually at one point in time assumes the mantle of the Greek god of war um etc you, you know, just I, I'll take a second here and sort of dip into just my personal history with these games. I have played the I played the first two, I guess, on PlayStation Two, and okay. uh, enjoyed them. It was one of those things where, like you and I, sort of talked about it. It's like these were very sort of like edgy, uh, mm-hmm. sort of very like like nineties. You know how we just talked about Final Fantasy VII? (laughs) Yep, pretty much. Uh, But I I, I would definitely say that these, uh, I I think, graphically, much better looking uh, than uh, Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy VII. But it's also the next generation in hardware, so... uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's less... Where Final Fantasy VII was more like cool techno, this was like cool gore... Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it's a lot of like this, like you know, scantily clad women and mm-hmm. or just y- straight open breasted. Yeah, and mm-hmm. a lot, lots of like heavy on the innuendo, very yeah. sort of like whatever. Uh, Kratos was just sort of this angry dude who was not mm-hmm. averse to just ripping his enemies' heads off. Now, or you know, dismembering them, or like gouging out their eyes, or you know, whatever sort of like violent. Uh, you, you know, macabre mm-hmm. 
sort of grim dark way like and it, yes. it, it was just like this angry dude who just would you know completely just destroy his enemies and it was very mm-hmm. arcade the the first two games were very arcadey um there was a mm-hmm. bit of a combo system but you know right. for the most part it was just like had a, this very arcadey vibe and they were fun they were fine uh they had like you know kind of like that that crunchy heavy rock soundtrack kind of stuff and mm-hmm. like you know in hindsight I don't think there was anything like particularly spectacular about those those first two titles. Uh, I have not played God of War three, but I did hear mm-hmm. that narratively it got like way better. Um, and it's not to say that there wasn't better. like some some narrative. Like I heard that three was the one where like narratively like again I haven't played it. I just I heard, heard the opposite. Wow. Oh really? Okay. That that mm-hmm. the narrative sort of tanked there. Well yeah. Uh, it, I mean, they weren't writing like, even though they were right. using like the Greek, the, the Greek, Greek myths Greek set piece. They were not writing anything close to sort of like Greek literature, like sort mm-hmm. of um, this the the Odyssey. This is not, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I just I thought they they, they were fun games. That the, mm-hmm. the Kratos was a bit of an antihero, and I was like, oh, these mm-hmm. are cool, like, but. It wasn't they. They weren't like really my thing. I did buy mm-hmm. my original PSP was the God of War edition PSP. Oh wow! Um, and that came with one of the God of War uh, PSP titles. I can't remember which one. And I did play okay. that as well. But again, like as far as like the storyline goes, it, it's just kind of like angry dude. And they're like, but there's a reason he's angry. Well, he's angry mm-hmm. because he's yeah. an idiot and he made foolish choices and now he's living under the, like, was he betrayed? Yeah. But you, you make a deal with the devil. You can't yeah. be mad about what you, you, you reap what you sow, pal. That's exactly um, what I was thinking is like, it's a very Faust, uh, Mephistophelian gamble. Yeah. Know? And it's like, so. dude, like you don't get like, anyways. Um, so that's like, uh, had you prior to this game had you really played any of the stuff the the other titles in this series I've at all i've only Josh? played a bit of the first one and it's funny because i own so many of them like i actually because i've heard that this is a really great series when i got my ps3 you know years ago uh it was still really late in its life cycle the four ps4 was already out at this point and um so i was looking around at some of the best games you know to pick up and it was really cheap the um the, there's a pack that has all three of them on it. And there's also a pack that has the two PSP games, the mm-hmm. up-resed, you know, HD version of both of those games. So I had those. And also it's coming to my mind, the, recalling there was a time when I think it was a mistake that on the, the PlayStation store, they made God of War Ascension $0. Like it was free to just redeem on your account. And I think it was like, it was only for like a day or two that they had that there. So I think it was a mistake, but I did go ahead and just pick it up. So I have it digitally if I ever want to download. Although if the PS3 store is taken down, I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. Um, well, so interesting. Just a brief side note on that. I've heard, I've heard somehow like the thing is like, basically you're not going to be able to buy new PS3 okay. games. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but gotcha. your existing yeah, library, you should still have access to. They're cool. just turning off the. But yeah, I don't know. They've, they've like, kind of almost done that with Vita. <laughs> well, and this is like this goes back to the whole like, and maybe 
maybe another sort of potential. We'll revisit the sort of digital versus physical because this is the problem. If this stuff goes away, you spend all that money, like, you know, and it just sort of vanishes into the ether because Mm -hmm. they're like, we're turning this off. Yeah. Anyways. Because, yeah, um, yeah, the servers aren't going to be there forever. It's just naturally. Yeah, it's just, that's going to happen. Anyways. Um. But yeah, sorry so, to interrupt. Yeah, so I own those many. And and now that I'm thinking about it, you said that the, this is the eighth game in the series. So what am I missing? Because I know there's a three, there's well, Ascension, and then there's the two on PSP. All right, So well, there's one that I'm not thinking of. This is... Or are there three on PSP? We'll just pull just it up here. And it, I think it does need to be that the original, the creator is David Jaffe, who okay. has, I mean, he's gone on to some other stuff, but... Uh, okay, so, oh, here, we've got a release timeline. Okay, so this is what uh, we have. God of War in 2005. Uh, in okay. 2007, God of War 2. Mm-hmm. God of War Betrayal, also in 2007. I think that might be a PSP title. Okay. Um, I've never heard of that one. I think, and then God of War Chains of Olympus, which I'm pretty Chains sure of is Olympus, a P- And then it's Ghost of Sparta is the other handheld one, right? Uh, those are both, I think, yes, PSP titles. Okay, um, okay. So I'd never heard of that Betrayal one then. That's the one But then, okay, so with the God of War collection for the PS3 in 2009. Uh, then in 2010, God of War 3. And then God of War Ghost of Sparta. In 2011, God of War The Origins collection. 2012, mm-hmm. God of War Saga. 2013 is God of War Ascension. 2014 is the God of War collection on the Vita. 2015 is God of War 3 Remastered. Uh, <laughs> then uh, 2018 is God of War A Call from the Wilds, which I think is a graphic novel, sort of interactive okay. comic yeah, book yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Yep. And then 2018, God of War, uh, the yeah. reboot. Are, nice. And then uh, it, they have it slotted for potentially to be released in 2021 is the uh, God of War Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. Um, we shall see. We shall see. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff like the collections, right? But but yeah, I missed I missed one of those in there. So that, yeah, that that makes sense. Um, I might be getting. You said the narrative in three was supposed to be good. I might be getting three in Ascension confused. I don't know. I don't. Know, yeah, I haven't I, played them. I don't know. It, I haven't as far played as either one of them. So actually playing them i have played a little bit of the first <laughs> i've played a handful of hours i maybe got like three hours in because i know i got multiple powers um and a couple upgrades as well but and part of it is just that i came way too late to the game you know like it, pardon my pun um but these games are held in very high regard mm-hmm. and so going back to them and playing it, it's just like yeah, it's okay. It's not bad by any means, but it's just okay. And it's pretty yeah. much just this hack and slash. Press X to win kind of a thing. Yes, there are combos. I get it. But it's kind but of... But it is meh. very button mashy. Yes, button mashy. That's a very good way of putting it. On top of that, it did kind of get under my skin how edgelord it felt. Mm-hmm. And I will... To give it to give it somewhat credit, I would say it's it's along the same... Well, no, okay. I was going to say, it's it's along the same lines as like the original Doom, where that kind of does the same thing. It's like rock music, and you're just out to splatter stuff on the wall. 
you know, just like destroy in that game, it's demons in this, it's like anything that comes across your path. Yes. Except that I think, um, where doom doesn't necessarily take itself seriously. Like it's a little tongue in cheek, especially like the newer ones. They're more tongue in cheek. Um, yeah, I, I would say Maybe. God of war feels like it's asking you to take it seriously. And so it just kind of feels kind of like teenage edge Lord. If well, that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's like, it's very like, you know, to, but it, they're very earnest and sort of like, no, this is an adult game. That's right. Boobs and blood and, Exactly. guts and it's yeah, this is yes this is not a game for kids and it's like well, yeah but it's really juvenile and right it's like the the mentality here is it's pretty uh yeah dude like you're you're trying to appeal to teenage boys bud like right let's and when the game starts off with a mini game of kratos jumping in bed with other with like multiple women the the covers are on okay yeah whatever but still like you are trying to push buttons so that a vase falls off the 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 coffee table right next to him something like that yeah it's like like, really is this really how this game is gonna like i already hate this dude and i've been playing this game (laughs) like he's he's (laughs) such well and that's like he's not which is kind of like when they announced this game when they announced uh, God of War 2018, I was like, mm-hmm. I was kind of like not big on it initially because I was like, mm-hmm. Kratos kind of sucks. Yes. I was like, I'm not yeah. sure that I want to play a game with this dude, like mm-hmm. about this guy. And then the more I was hearing about it and the more I was like, like the stuff that I would read about it, I was like, there came a point where I was like, no, I think I'm in. I think yeah. I'm in because it's like, it sounded yeah. like they were going to sort of like, and and I think that's the thing, like without going into so, too much narrative detail, right? in a lot of ways, it's not like what I kind of really like about God of War 2018 is it actually confronts Kratos past a little bit. Yes. And it he basically has to come to terms with the fact that he was a, kind of like a garbage human being mm-hmm. um, or in his mm-hmm. case, a, a garbage God, you know, mm-hmm. and that he was just like, he was kind of a piece of crap and like- yeah. And that's something that, frankly, and I'll I'll be honest too. Like, I think part of it was like, I kind of looked at this um, at, at initially, and this is before I played it. But I was like, is this going to be like a Last of Us God of War edition? Because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, they're including his son. His son's going to be an AI character, and da 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 da. And I was like, gotcha. I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like. And I just think there's so much stuff here with just even sort of like contextually, like mm-hmm. that this game, I would like, this is what I would say. I think you can easily pass on every other God of War title. Like mm-hmm. if you want to play them fine, they're, they're kind of like the big dumb action games. Yep. Like they're, you're not missing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in a way, if you do play the other God of War games before you play this one, it will help to give you some context. It will help to sort mm-hmm. of explain who Kratos is. Um, but the reality is you're probably not going to like him. You're probably going to think he's a giant tool. You're yeah. it's kind of like, it's going to be like there, there are moments where they sort of like try to flip that and they try to sort of like play with that. But it just, it's like you said, like, you know, 30 seconds into the, the, the first game, like, you mm-hmm. know, he's, he's betting some, 
strumpets and you know and you're doing this like really awful qtes to try and get mm-hmm. you know like yeah to, to shake a vase off of you know yeah. the shelf or whatever i'm like this mm-hmm. is and again it's just sort of juvenile and, and again i'm much older than i was when i originally like when i played god of war one and god of war two so mm-hmm. there's there's some of that too and i i th- you know full disclosure i like those games like i mm-hmm. i enjoy them i you know played them uh played quite a bit of them but again they're sort of like one of those things where i'm kind of like yeah whatever um yeah yeah i i mostly agree except that i would go so far as to not recommend playing yeah, any of yeah. these games and to just kind of get a a base i'm sure there are youtube videos that you can watch that give just a basic overview of the story because that's sort of what i did i mean i think i can't remember if this was in episode or if it was a little bit before the episode started but i told you I think I've just watched the completionists videos mm. on these games. And so he kind of gives you an idea of the story of the games. And that's kind of, so I have, again, just that basic, I don't know a lot of details, but even uh, knowing that, and this game does a good job of like easing you in. Uh, you're not going to know a lot of stuff and stuff doesn't come out until halfway into the game. Um, but we're not necessarily getting into the story of this new one. It will help. Yes. It's not necessary, um, but yeah, that's yeah, that's my two well, cents. yeah. I'd- I mean, and there was stuff like it had been years since I had played God of War one and two, and there mm-hmm. was stuff that I was sort of aware of, but like, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where I'm like, yeah, okay, like, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like it didn't actually do, it didn't decrease the sort of the narrative impact that some of those story beats that show up later on in the game actually mm-hmm. had like in reference right. to like the old stuff and like i felt like in the new game uh, in the 2018 version like they did a fairly good job of sort of like it's not like they just dropped that stuff in there they, they gave mm-hmm. context and and sort mm-hmm. of like fleshed that stuff out in meaningful ways which yes. is i don't know like this game really took and what i think the, the most impressive thing about god of war 2018 i guess i just want to come back and sort of hammer on this is that it took what was in my head a pretty solid like B tier sort of game where I'm like yeah it's fine you're not missing mm-hmm. anything if you don't didn't play them and it actually like did something really cool with the fr- franchise and made it relevant made it important made it matter mm-hmm. um, to where what is it like number eight on our <laughs> yeah. best game list? I mean, it's pretty dang high on our list. So when I think a lot of that, just you know, going back to like and again, like Corey Barlog's direction, like mm-hmm. I mean, this guy, like this, like this is his work, like and he, mm-hmm. you have to sort of like I mean, yes, he's sort of he's the head of a team or whatever, and there are a lot of people, but like I think like this was his vision and it's like, you can't that that's impressive. It's just really yeah. impressive to take, yeah. to like to take a character that I like would ha- like had a strong amount of antipathy for where I was like, mm-hmm. I actually kind of don't like Kratos. He kind of sucks. And mm-hmm. then it was like, Oh wow. Like it just like to, to like that, that whole, that whole move is like, that's pretty killer. Yes. Like y- you have to give it just, I have to give a lot of credit there because like that's, just freaking outstanding just i wholeheartedly agree with that and and i did i i misspoke or i i didn't remember our list it's not eight it's number 18 i was okay it was in the top 10 it's in the top 25 
Uh, number eight is uh, uh, Bloodborne. But uh, I completely agree because, yeah, the Kratos is one of the reasons that I stopped playing the game. There are a few others, but yeah, mostly because of Kratos. And I do think the, hmm, yeah, I, this isn't even the story episode. In a nutshell, though, I will say he did it very well because he is still the same character but he has different motivations now one because he's older and so this is actually you get to see a character arc he's growing and two because he's in this role of a father and that's huge it makes a big difference in who he is and how he relates to his son because he recognizes the responsibility that he has um, so you see in this game him like wrestling with that, not doing a great job. But we will definitely talk about some of this because, in a lot of ways, this story is very much a redemption story for Kratos. But that that redemption arc actually starts before this game. Like, okay, okay. And so there is that the call, yeah, a call from the wilds. It is, uh, like I said, it, it it's a comic book thing. Mm-hmm. I really recommend reading that because so okay just just talking about like sort of Kratos was just big angry dude with swingy knife things and yeah. he was just like it wasn't he wasn't really a character as much as he was just like angry um mm-hmm. and just like yelled a lot and stuff like that and I think even before this game, so we're we're actually sort of even catching up with Kratos, like mid, like there's been a ton of work that this dude has has done in order to sort of like move beyond just being like the angry, <laughs> and it, it definitely like there's there's a lot of stuff that sort of opens up at, that you experience and walk through in the game, and and some of that is because like he, you know because of his son and being like learning to be a father and, and all that stuff, you know? Um, but some of it was like, you know, he, he even coming out of the other games, it was just like, there was a turning from his sort of bloodied violent past. Um, mm-hmm. even, you know, prior to this game, which I thought was, you know, anyway, that, that comic book thing is actually a pretty worthwhile little sort of like flip through. In, nice. in the sense that it it sort of it demonstrates like just sort of like that, that Kratos has been doing some work on himself, but uh, I I did want to sort of talk to just for a minute like and it it's come up on the podcast before, but an, another reason that this game sort of hits me the way that it does is like one uh, I've made no bones about the fact that I have a bit of an anger issue um, and I have I've mm. really wrestled with that and so in in some ways. Playing through this, uh, Kratos was a very sympathetic character as a man, you know, or in his case, I guess, like a god wrestling with his anger and how to sort of live with that and to to not be enslaved to it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there's some really interesting uh, stuff and story beats that get sort of get worked worked out through that. Um, so that that for me, that was a very sort of like. I was very simpatico with a lot of that stuff and it like it spoke to me but i think too um th- the the game is ultimately sort of about fathers and sons and mm-hmm. when we were playing it and this is something that you and i will sort of do a bit of a deeper dive into it um i was processing basically 
we had brought two boys into the house and we we were fostering them with the hopes of adopting them we had actually were planning mm-hmm. on adopting them uh and it, it it didn't go through because uh the the oldest boy uh made a decision that he didn't want to stay in our home uh th- there were a lot of like there was a lot of like uh tension and just there 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 was a lot of like heartache there and and struggle and yeah. it's just it it was very rough in a lot of ways and uh and uh, you know, Megan and I have talked about it, and I've talked about it with other people. And it's in a lot of ways, it was really um, putting a lot of stress and strain on the marriage. On and mm-hmm. just it, it was just a pretty bad situation overall. And so, like you know, but it it still hurt, and it, and frankly, it still yeah. hurts. Um, you know, there there are days when I think about those boys, and I just I get sad, I get angry, I get you know, like all of the things. Um, and just, I think about what, what could have been, what, you know, frankly, and sometimes in my opinion, what should have been, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, a, that's, that's a tough, that's tough. And, uh, so I was, those things were very fresh, like that, that experience was very fresh. And in a lot of ways it was a bit of a, you know, and, and we've sort of bandied around the term playing through the pain, but this game in, in some ways was a way for me to provide it a bit of an outlet for me to sort of like work through some of my, my heartache and, and my pain. And I just thought like it was, a, it, it's just like, you can't, for me, this game will forever be tied to that time period where it's like, man, I was just like walking through some pretty heavy stuff. And here's a story that sort of like hits on some notes that I got. And I, y- you know, because yeah. like in that, you can't help but feel like, uh, you know, like our intent was to bring these boys into our home to make, th- to, to adopt them, for them to be our sons. And it didn't work. And we, we and it's not to say that we didn't fail at things and that there were areas where we could have done X, Y, and Z differently. Like, you know, because you can always sort of go back and what if something yeah. to death. Yeah. But and, and and again, not to get too, but it's like Kratos has to in a lot of ways has to deal with his failures as a father. And right. I had to deal yes. I was dealing with, you know, supposed imagined and and then actual failures as even in a very limited capacity, the, a father to those boys. Mm-hmm. And it just, um, it's one of those things where, like I said, like I am interested in sort of looking at the topic a little bit more in depth further on down the line, you know, we, mm-hmm. we are going to, but it, it was, it was sort of just personally, emotionally, like that game sort of hit me, like it was like a perfect storm for me hmm. and uh y- y- you know so it that's actually that's actually really interesting uh if you don't mind me kind of following this just a little bit longer is because of its roots in uh in greek mythology there is a lot of that a lot of the greek storytelling but uh, storytelling but also um putting on uh you know plays and things like that um but a lot of greek tragedy mm-hmm. uh there's an element of catharsis that it tries to to bring out like a lot of what it tries to do the reason that it that they can be so tragic is to help the um the person experiencing it 
you know, whether it's reading, but but those were traditionally oral, right? So they're presented in a different way. But they're presented so that you can experience this in some way in a bit more of a safer context and grow and learn from the failures of these tragic characters and and actually feel some of the pain that they are experiencing and that that's why a lot of those those uh, well those greek tragedies are so tragic you know you think of you think of like some of the horrible stories like oedipus you know mm-hmm. and just how like why would you why would you think up such a horrible story well it's to train you it's basically like mental toughness in sort of a way that you can experience and also because like you're constantly at war um and so you are going to experience the death of friends and things like this and so to see that in someone else and to see that in these heroes in these greek stories um, was to to bring in this element of catharsis with everyone who's present. Uh, so it's really interesting to me that that you experience that on a, on a somewhat on just a different level for a game like this because this is um, you know where we, what we've talked about like the earlier games in the series were trying to be adult in a very juvenile way. This one actually does. This one is actually much more mature. Like the themes that it gets at are much more mature mm-hmm. because they have to do with relationships, not because they have to do with ripping people's heads off, which happens a lot in this game. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. You're fighting. <laughs> there's language. There's gore. It's all over the place. Yeah. you. I mean, like, and that, that is definitely kids. like this game definitely. Uh, yeah. I, you know, and this is sort of a, a good little, I guess, a good little bit of a segue too. you know, to mm-hmm. talk about just sort of like mechanically, um, you can sort of see the roots of the series in this game, mm-hmm. but it does it in a way that it just, again, is way more refined. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I don't want to necessarily use the word elegant, um, <laughs> but it's like, I mean, uh, I, dude, when you're fighting like the frost giant dudes mm-hmm. and then you're like basically like impaling them on their own big stick yeah. or whatever sort of like yeah yeah they're definitely like, like their nose and you yeah know, slamming them to the ground yes yeah. there's <laughs> like i mean it's still like some of that is there but it does feel like even a little more i don't want to say restrained but it just mm-hmm. it's not it's not as edge lordy yeah it's just not as like it's not visceral for the sake of being visceral it's mm-hmm. Like, it's not like just like, oh, see how much, like, how many buckets of pig's blood we can get into this one. You know, it's more of like, no, this is just a brutal context that these characters exist in. And, you know, and Kratos is still a pretty cranked dude. Yes. (laughs) Who is like, he's just like, oh, you know, you're going to step to him. Like, he's like, well, I'm the Greek god of war. I'm going to show you exactly <laughs> what that means, and rip um, you apart. <laughs> I'm going to dismember you. And it, it, I think to 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 sort of be fair, like um, he, you do fight, end up fighting like a lot of like Draugr, um, mm-hmm. which are uh, basically Norse zombies, um, yeah. yeah, like undead Viking kind of guys. Uh, it, it, it's all like mythical creatures and stuff like that, which. And again, we, we touched on it. Like I, I'm thrilled to death that they are sort of in, and, and it, like I said, this is sort of like a bit of an entryway too for, uh, 
I think the success of uh, God of War 2018 can, in some ways, uh, it, you can actually see some of the the outworkings of that as like the Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like you, you know people are like, oh, games with Vikings are rad. And, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, yeah. it's and and maybe that's just me sort of like drawing lines that don't exist. But I I mm-hmm. can't imagine. I mean, maybe Valhalla would exist without God of War twenty eighteen. But there's a part of me that just kind of finds that unlikely. Um, yeah, but there's yeah. also been a bit of a Viking sort of uh, uh, Viking fever resurgence. Resurgence, yeah, yeah that's a good word. Uh, and and just pop culture in general. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know. yeah. Avengers and Thor helps. Well, and then know, there's that that the, the Learning Channel show, the Vikings. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot about so that. So yeah, they're kind of yeah. like they are experiencing. Uh, there's a fairly popular they're so anime. Hot right now. Vikings are so hot right now. Um, <laughs> really, a Viking anime? Yeah, I'll. Uh, I forget what it's called. I've watched like the first season of it. It's it's good. It's okay. It's pretty wild. Um, and it's pretty bombastic and yeah you know mm-hmm. but it's uh it's uh yeah I, I don't know but i do i did want to take we had talked about a little bit mechanically talking about some mm-hmm. of this game uh and in a lot of ways mechanically it does sort of like again it almost pays homage to the the earlier games in the series and again i can only speak from the first two but this is a much more refined system. Like there are some RPG ish stat element sort of things. There's yeah. like you can customize some loadouts with the runes and everything. Um, but I mean that that the uh, the axe is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like that that like yeah. you can, you fling the axe and it comes back. Oh, that feels so good. Every like yes, it's like one of the best parts of combat like it's like if somebody's like what's your favorite thing about god of war like you know initially i would have been like that axe feels great mm-hmm. um like because you you chuck it around and it does sort of the, the mjolnir like whips back into his hand um yeah but yeah. it's and, and for a while at the beginning of the game like you can use that for a good amount of damage like you can actually take out you almost use it like like a sniper because mm-hmm. because if you can't get to an enemy you can hit it in like one or two hits it's dead so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's the, the the fact that it is so versatile is really cool and like believable in world too mm-hmm. you know it's like this magical axe that you can well it's i mean it's it sort of it, it it's like mjolnir it's yeah. like you know you yeah. fling the the axe and then you like hold out your hand and whoop, yeah it's like yeah. thor's hammer he flings the mm-hmm. hammer and it and uh you know and then it comes back to his hand and it's like um i don't know i i feel like the mechanics behind just and just the combat in general i remember mm-hmm. just really it's not like this isn't this is not like a souls like level yeah, of it's technicality not the most technically in combat demanding yes that's but good. it does give you a lot of options yeah which is which is really cool because you don't have to use them but they're there to make everything go a lot smoother. You know, like you can rely on the same uh, the same combos if you want to. Of course, you'll probably come up against an enemy where that combo is garbage and you'll have to learn something new. Um, but there's so much more, like 
I was surprised. You're unlocking things until the end of the game, yeah. basically. Yeah. Now, I know you did everything in the game. I ha- I didn't. Yep. I barely did. Well, I did a handful of side quests, but I know- I like, killed all the ravens. I fought all the Valkyries. Oh my I, goodness, those ravens are annoying. I never I never fought a Valkyrie. So I don't dude, really know what that's like, like. Legitimately, I would encourage you to maybe go back uh, in the next mm-hmm. two weeks if you have it still installed. Go pick a yeah. fight with at least one of the Valkyries because they are okay. some of the best fights in that game. Like mechanically, the most challenging. I, I would recommend mm-hmm. them on normal. Um, f- full disclosure, I played the entire game on normal. I did dip into hard mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um, and then I was just like, you know what? I, I just, I don't want to. <laughs> and, um they but, weren't kidding. <laughs> and then I actually, to beat the Valkyrie Queen, I did have to kick it down to easy because oh. like even as geared up and as sort of tweaked as I was, like I just could not get an upper hand on her at all. Like mm-hmm. it, would, it would be like one of those things. It was like, it was like five or six times in a row where I would get like just a little ways away. And then there'd just be something where I was like, no. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like this, this, this game sort of broke me. And I was like, I'm just going to turn down to easy and I'm going to. I'm turning into old Kratos right now. I don't want this to happen. (laughs) I'm I'm just going to like, you know, stomp on you and we're going to like call this a day. Um, So it's, but yeah, it's, I, I, I got the platinum on this. I, I've have been tempted to sort of like in sort of preparation. I was like, eh, do I, kind of want to reinstall this and maybe i'll maybe i'll play mm-hmm. it again and then i'm also like but i'm i'm deep in the throes of near automata at this point yeah. in time and i'm like yeah. uh like if i'm being honest like i'd reinstall it and i wouldn't do anything with it yeah so well so we haven't mentioned also is that there is a lot of content in this game yes for an action game i mean it's a good 20 to 25 hours just like straight playthrough. Um, I mean, that's what I put in and I didn't, I didn't do a lot of the side quests as we've talked about. Um, I was surprised if you listen to previous episodes where I was talking about, I, I was surprised at how much content is in this game. I'm not used to action games being this long. Um, and so that's part of the reason why I didn't uh, do a lot of the side quests is because, you know, I was already like, whoa, this is, this is, it's not, it doesn't drag. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it just wasn't what I was, I, I was expecting a shorter game, and it wasn't. It was longer. So, uh, but it's but it's definitely a good thing. And yes, I should go back, but then I'll have to relearn the controls in order to get good. And I don't know, man. Uh, but l- like you, I'm, I'm still playing Near Automata, so I I want to uh, finish that one up first for sure. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely a lot more for me to see, a lot more to do in the game. Um, you know, you brought up a, a bit ago that, and I completely agree with you, that there is something about this game that it doesn't uh, feel as, you know, it doesn't feel, the, the combat doesn't feel as like edgelordy. Uh, it, the gore doesn't seem as in your face. And yet, as I think about it, I mean, it is a very gory game and it does kind of revel in that <laughs> because of the certain kinds of attacks that you can do to just finish off enemies. It does, you know, pan the camera in there again there are no cuts so it's just like one shot so it pans in you see the enemies getting ripped apart but i think that has to do it's probably the narrative context because like you said it feels like a brutal world that they're in 
But well, Kratos and Atreus are not doing it necessarily out of spite. They feel it feels like self defense. Well, and that's I was it, gonna say, like you know, given the Norse context, is like you know, like I think a lot of times like we don't always think of it like when we read these stories, like we almost read them with sort of like a like if you're reading Norse mythology, which one, like seriously, do I, it. <laughs> Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology book is fantastic. So much fun. It's yeah. so much fun. But like, and I think he does a really because there is sort of a bit of a whimsy. But like and and mm-hmm. charm to these stories, but there's also like some threat. <laughs> like yeah. the, when you yeah. look at the people that these stories came from, Vikings were like, I mean, there was a reason people were afraid of Vikings yeah. for hundreds of years. <laughs> um, you, you know, because they were the most like, and it they lived very brutal existences, and so like. When you sort of like, you know, very sort of like, you know, harsh climbs, harsh, just harsh conditions across the board. And so it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like that's sort of like contextually. Yeah. Like I would say God of War 2018 sort of vibes with that. And like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's not like they're doing it just to be like, it it makes sense. Whereas- Whereas, like, in the original God of War stuff, like, it's just, like, Kratos is just angry and he's just going to be, like, gnarly because that's what angry Kratos does. Whereas mm-hmm. this one, it's, like, you know, well, you have to sort of dismember the Draugr. You have to, like, right. you know, like, like this it, this is very much a kill or be killed in environment. Mm-hmm. And, or, mm-hmm. and, and, and I don't know. Yeah, I hadn't really thought through that entirely. Um, yeah. I did want to sort of just touch on this. You talked a little bit about the length. Um, and mm-hmm. so I just pulled up the how long to beat uh, metrics here. For the main story, they're saying about 20 and a half hours. So about 21, okay. 22 hours probably for most playthroughs. Uh, main plus extras is 32 hours. But for the completionist route, uh, 51 and a half hours. Oh. So. And again, that's an action game. It has RPG mm-hmm. elements, but. But it's an action game. <laughs> and I probably oh, put about world, but... 55, 60 hours into it. Wow. So, I mean, because Dang. like, but like I said, I also did everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like all of those like running, like, yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about that. But like all of, like, there's some like, some of the different challenges and like there's, there's, uh, there's, there's a few levels or biomes or what you know realms mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call that are really right. yeah. interesting um is it nidhog i, I can't no nidhog is something know. else uh the the where the the dark elves live or the dwarves or whatever oh uh muspelheim okay or is that it's yeah anyway we'll we'll get into that, that one i really there's something about that loop um, that just like that realm that I was just, I was stuck there for a few hours because I was just like obsessed with, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, and I don't know, like too, I, I really did appreciate th- there are so many things about this game that I like, it, it does so many things so well that I think, I mean, I honestly think it deserves its place on our list. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, I, I, it's it's hard to, you know, 
just like anything, like this game will sort of be is is confined to its time. And so maybe mm-hmm. in 10 years, it doesn't belong on a, a top 100 games of all time list or whatever. But, uh, you know, frankly, I just think it's one of, it's just all around one of the best games I played in a long time, you know, that year. I mean, and that year was a, mm-hmm. a heavy hitter for games, period. Yeah. Um, yeah. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Uh, which mm-hmm. I don't get me wrong, I really like Spider Man, but I think mm-hmm. God of War was just the better game. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's 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 just a uh, I'm I'm I am looking forward to you know diving into some of the narrative themes and stuff and uh, just yeah. the the way that some of the more thematic elements. But uh, you know this, I I just I thought it would just be good to take some time and sort of like flesh out some of the other things that we we tend to sort of like gloss over and yeah. sort of like try to run through. Um, so is there anything, you know, before we sort of wrap things up, uh, you know, anything else that you feel like you, you got to say? Well, I mean, I agree with you that it's, it's a really good just like all around package mm-hmm. um, because it does so much really well. I'm trying to think of like, issues that i had with the game and they're really more nitpicks mm-hmm. um because like the combat's really good it can definitely get complicated so so you do have to kind of acclimate to it um i would say it's not a it's actually not a very difficult game i died a bunch don't get me wrong yeah um but it's not that hard and and you continue to kind of learn different things and you have control of the difficulty also so you know it can be certainly also i didn't do side quests i didn't play i didn't fight the valkyries so i'm sure they're way harder um so so there's things like that in there uh you know i talked about on previous episodes just the the sense of like i never really felt like i was in control of kratos even though i am because but story-wise his character like I couldn't make any decisions on his behalf. I was just playing his body whenever he fought. But again, this is, this is just a nitpick because of the type of game that they wanted to make. You can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a choose your own adventure game. It is like you are going to play this story that we've written and they do it really well. So uh, so it's all the, like the only things that I can say. I'm, I'm trying to find things to say that are negatives and it's just like, no, they're just little things. Like it's, it's nothing um, that that's bad about, like it really is a very good, you know, as we mentioned before, it definitely earns its M rating. Mm-hmm. This is not one to play with kids. Just, be, just because in my mind, it's language and it's gore is, mm-hmm. is really what it is. And so I say little, a 16 year old, if, if you think your 16 year old is mature enough to handle that, then cool. Cause there's no, sex at all i mean was there any that i'm hmm, i don't specifically recall even like talking about it in innuendo mm-hmm. i don't know but there's but there's certainly not anything shown yeah, so, yeah. what were you gonna say no i i think that well and it's like you said it earns its m rating but i think it also takes that m rating seriously where yeah it's like where sometimes it's just like and, and again it's like you know it gets the r because you know looking at like maybe things from a film, a perspective, you know, in, mm-hmm. in, in film, it's like, it gets the R because 
well, you know, it's heavy content and yeah. just, yeah. you it's know, like gladiator. Yeah. Or <laughs> like know? American history X or it gets the R <laughs> because it's just basically a skim flick, you know? <laughs> and yeah. it's like, yeah, you know, like American pie is a freaking R, you know? <laughs> and all that is, is like, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I was just going to say, yeah, it's just like, it's not crude. It's not sort of like edge lordy. It's just, right. it's like, that's the, that's the rating it earned because that's the rating it actually earned. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it actually deals with some heavy, like, you know, uh, it deals with grief. It deals with, you know, coming to terms with a troubled sort of, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to use that word lightly, but like, you know, a, a sorted history. It, it's like, yeah. there's a lot of like weightiness just in the themes that this game sort of tackles. And, you know, I mean, without getting into, into spoiler territory, you know, part of the game is like, Kratos is is Kratos figuring out his relationship with his son, but at the same time, he's still he's dealing with the grief of having lost his his wife. Yeah, you know, and it's like, yeah. y- you know, and that uh, folks like I know it's like if you want to screech about spoilers, at the very beginning of the oh, game, like yeah, no, like it's it's the funeral scene. You open like you turn on the game, and that's what's happening. Yeah, like you never so, actually meet her. This is like literal first five minutes. Yeah, yeah. and it's so, so it's it's not that's not I don't qualify that as a spoiler. It's just yeah. like you know, uh, and but it it is just like you know, there's so many like burdens. Like you know, that's that's just weighty material. Period. Yeah. Like, and then, you yeah. know, given the context, I'm like, you know, th- even the violence feels earned, you know, mm-hmm. it, whereas like a yeah. lot of times it's just like, you know, th- like a, a good sort of point of comparison is Doom. Like Doom 2016, I love that game. It is like, mm-hmm. is is a ridiculous gore fest. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's gratuitous, but it's also very intentional. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's very much like nodding and winking at you the whole time. Yeah. It's like, wasn't that cool? It's like, you know, you just chainsawed that demon in half. Yeah. Rad. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, it, yeah. it wants to high five you and then shotgun a beer. Um, yes. <laughs> whereas, exactly. um, you know, God of War uh, 2018 does not do that. Um, right. You know, and it actually, I think in a lot of ways too, like, I think something it does, you know, and I mentioned Last of Us, you know, man, I was like, oh, I was trying to wrap this up. And then it was like, yeah, here we go. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> uh, Last of Us, you know, people talk about the violence in that game. And it's mm-hmm. like how like, and dude, it makes you feel kind of like, because it's just like, it yeah. is so visceral uh, that violence has weight. And I, I would say like, I think God of War isn't as sort of like far down that scale, but the violence mm-hmm. has weight. It has like... It it's not just like sort of like for giggles and like I said it's not just chainsawing you know a demon in half or whatever and Gibbs just yeah. like exploding out of it it's it, like even in that it, it, it that feels meaningful which is yeah. that's a bit of a feat frankly yeah. in my opinion yeah especially well, this, in, in our market yeah and especially after coming off of again games that I would not recommend and a lot of it is largely due to the main character so. To, so to have that actually feel, to have that flipped on its head while still maintaining the same character, like he's just at a different part part in his narrative arc. That's that's really well done. <laughs> yeah, that you can actually pull that off. 
Um, I, I did think of one other thing, and it's, again, a total nitpick. But I was surprised at how many threads that they leave open. I'm really trying not to give any spoilers. Threads that they leave open in this game in anticipation of the next game. Because this one does tell a story, but there's also a lot of exposition on the world and things that happen that is intentionally left for what comes next as opposed to really answered in this game. Um, so I'm framing this as a negative. It's not even necessarily a negative. It, it was just surprising to me like, oh, okay, okay. This, this story is not done. <laughs> there is certainly more to come. So... Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm I am looking forward to here in a couple of weeks actually sort of like diving into some of the the narrative bones, but I think um mm-hmm. we've chewed this one up enough, I think so yeah. far at this point in yeah. time like, you know, uh yes, uh so we've given our thoughts on the context of the game and sort of our own like experiences coming into the game, but I'm sure that tons of people have lots of different experiences as well. Maybe this hit you in a different way than it did for us, uh, even though we didn't necessarily talk about story we'll get to that eventually um but we'd love to hear from you if you have stuff to say on the game and the way that it does certain things as well there's tons of ways that you can reach out to us and we can talk about all this stuff even on the next episode we'll bring up some of the conversation but we can also talk just straight on social media on twitter our handle is at bbdowncast you can email us at the backlog breakdown at gmail.com we've got our facebook group the hashtag backlog book club and we also have a discord server just let us know and we will uh, send you a link to get in there that's a lot of fun or if you just want to reach out personally to talk more about some of this stuff um, there's tons of ways you can do you know psn gg twitter facebook instagram all that fun stuff i generally go by broccolope and nate goes by uh nate underscore mckeever yeah and if you dig what you've heard this time around um we would love it if you rated and reviewed the podcast um hopefully you're subscribed to this because next time there's more god of war talk um and share with your friends you know more the merrier yeah sharing is caring as they say um and we do also have if you want to support us we do have a patreon that's just patreon.com slash the backlog breakdown uh where you can get uncut episodes uh we did cut out some some stuff from this episode already uh or our uh bro hang episodes where we just kind of talk about whatever the heck we want to talk about and you can get video if you want to see what we look like for some strange reason we have that available if you want to see what two tired guys (laughs) look like yeah um every other monday night yeah, that's right. And and you know what? I didn't say this earlier, but you uh, mentioned it, it was a little too serious and I didn't want to immediately take it in a joke direction. But you mentioned how uh, you relate to Kratos and uh, and his anger. I relate to him on a different level as a bald man with a little bit of a beard. So you could do the, saying. you know, just paint half your face, like put the big red streak on your mm-hmm. face. Yeah, then, exactly. Yeah. I'd look super intimidating at five foot seven, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> walking down the street. I'd be scared. <laughs> I'd be scared. <laughs> oh man. But, but um, 
Anyways, mostly, mostly also... I'd be scared because it'd be like, dude, what's wrong with that guy? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that. Uh, it's like when you were in high school and someone had just seen The Matrix and they came to school in like a trench coat, you know? And you're just like, oh, yeah, what's he? What's gonna happen here? Uh, yeah, exactly. But we are also a part of the Play Well Network, yes. which is a, a bunch of podcasts, our friends, where we talk about uh, nerdy topics and talk about redeeming those things and some of the best stuff that's available uh also hench and dad podcast is on there uh, tales from the rusty speeder maybe another uh uh wh- what's that called active play podcast what are those I, well, it's, I it's a uh live play real play real play real play there you is go that, uh no, there no. may be another real play that's joining sometime soon we'll see um and then also the techno funk boy uh which is just all things nostalgia the, all the stuff that made us nerds. Uh, anyways, Playwell Network, great uh, bunch of podcasts if you're interested in checking out any of that as well. Yeah. So, well, we did what we came here to do tonight, uh, Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, did it. what should they do? Guys, you keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. And the final word goes to Kratos. Boy. Of course, because it had to be. It had to be. Of course. Boy! (laughs) Of course. Boy. Boy.